you guys tonight favorite services of the year because we get to play some fire and we get to we get to celebrate our Savior's birth uh, most importantly and um, it, it is it's one that I enjoy and um, I want to open tonight with a, a word a, a passage of scripture uh, it's found in John chapter 1 I want to read John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the light, the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So tonight is the night that we celebrate, and tomorrow our Savior's birth. And he is the light of the world. And when he came into the world... It was uh, the beginning of the end for sin and death and darkness. And one day our Savior, when he comes back a second time, it's going to be the end of sin and darkness and death. And so tonight, uh, as we light candles, I'm going to ask the kids would come up. What we're going to do is we're going to light candles, and they're going to walk down the aisle uh, and light the candles on the outside. And you just pass it along to your neighbor. This is also really signifying church that we are supposed to be a light. Matthew chapter 5 says, Let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So this should be a time that we also, I think if there's any other time uh, in the history of the church, is right now the church should be spreading the light of Christ. And so we are supposed to be that light in our families, in our community. And so as I, I light these candles, and they're going to walk up the aisle and light yours, and you just pass it along to your neighbor, this whole place is going to be lit up. We have insurance. We are building a new church, so if it gets out of control, it's totally okay, all right? So don't worry about that. Everybody will get out. But I'm excited about tonight, and, and remember what this is about. Uh, and I'm glad to see a full house tonight, um, that you guys took time out of this uh, Christmas holiday uh, to come and teach your families and to honor our Lord and Savior uh, tonight. So we're going to light this, and they're going to walk down the aisle and I will open with prayer. So I'm going to ask you to stand this evening. We're going to open with prayer and have a couple of congregational songs. So bow your heads with me as we pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you, uh, God, that we're here tonight to celebrate you. We're here to celebrate your birth and that you are the light of the world. And you came into the world, Lord, and you gave us a way that we can be forgiven of our sins. And you defeated death, uh, Lord. And so we celebrate you tonight. We, we lift our voices in song to you tonight. And God, we love you and we thank you. It's in your name that I do pray, Lord. Amen.
be seated tonight. We also have three specials, uh, music specials that uh, we want to do uh, tonight. And so we'll have the first one come up tonight, and we'll go ahead and have that. And then after the, after the three uh, songs, if you want to, you can blow your candles out at that time so you can turn in your Bibles to the passage of Scripture, and then we'll be taking communion after that. So here's our first special tonight. Chicago on a cold, windy night, a blizzard was setting in. People were going in and out of the shops, and a young boy was sitting on the corner selling newspapers. But this night, he wasn't trying to sell very many because it was so cold. He went over to a police officer and said, Mister, you wouldn't know where a poor boy could find a warm place to stay tonight, would you? You know, I live down around the corner, down that alley in a box, and it's awful cold there tonight. Sure would be a nice to have a warm place to stay. Well, the officer looked down at the boy and said, son, you go down this road to that big white house on the corner, and you knock on the door, and whenever they answer, you just tell them John 3.16, and they'll let you in. So that's what the boy did. He walked down to that house and he knocked on the door and a lady answered. And he looked up at her and said, John 3:16." Well, she smiled and she said, come on in, son. And she took him in the house and she sat him down in a split bottom rocker right in front of this big old fireplace. And then she left. And he thought to himself, John 3.16, I don't understand it, but it sure makes a cold boy warm. Well, the lady came back and said, son, are you hungry? He said, well, just a little bit, ma'am. I haven't eaten much in the last couple of days, and I think I could handle some food. So she took him into the kitchen and she sat him down at this big old table, and it was full of wonderful food. And the little boy, he ate and he ate until he just couldn't eat anymore. And he thought, John 3.16, I still don't understand it, but it sure makes a hungry boy full. Well, next the lady took him upstairs to a big old bathtub full of nice warm water and he sat there and he thought wow I've never had a real bath in all my life the closest thing I ever got to was standing in front of in front of the hydrant whenever they flushed it out John 3:16. I still don't get it but it sure makes a dirty boy clean after he was done, the lady took him into the bedroom and she put him in a feather bed. She pulled the covers up close to his neck and she kissed him goodnight and turned the light off. And the boy 
there in the darkness. And he looked out the window and he could see snow falling and just blowing all over the place. And he thought, John 3.16, I wonder what it means. Well, it makes a tired boy restive. Well, in the morning, the lady came and got him and took him back to that same table. And again, it was full of great food. And after he had had breakfast, she took him back in and sat him down at the split bottom rocker in front of that fireplace. She looked into his young face and she gently said, son, do you understand John 3:16? No, ma'am. I've never heard it before last night whenever the police officer told me to use it. So the lady got her Bible and she opened it up to John 3:16, and she told him the story of Jesus. And right there in front of that big old fireplace, the boy gave his heart and his life to Jesus. And he thought, John 3:16. I still don't totally understand it, but it sure makes a lost boy feel safe. And you know, I have to confess, I don't totally understand it myself. How God can send his only son for me. And how Jesus would agree to do such a thing. I can't imagine the agony that the Father and every angel in heaven must have felt as they watched him suffer and die. And I don't understand the intense love for me that kept Jesus on that cross till the very end. But I do know this, it makes life worth living. All of you, please join with me in, in saying John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank you. are brightly shining this is the night of our dear Savior's birth long lay the world in sin and error 
name forever 
Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. think we could just probably take communion now and go home to be honest with you <laughs> that you all did a, a great just amazing job so I thank you and best thank you for the opening that you did tonight um, 
You can blow out your candles if you would like, because I know you may want to turn in your Bibles, and some of them are probably getting burned down a little bit. But if you have your Bible tonight and you want to, this is not a traditional, um, I guess, Christmas Eve passage that I selected uh, tonight. It, it's a little bit different. I'm going a little bit different direction uh, tonight. And uh, if you have your Bibles, you can. John chapter 10. I'm not going to preach a whole sermon, so don't worry about that. I'll be brief. Uh, John chapter 10, verses 7 through 18 is what I want to read tonight. John 7, or excuse me, John chapter 10, 7 through 18. It says this, So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, and I take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. And I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. So I, I said earlier that tonight is one of my favorite nights at, at Crossbridge. And we're celebrating the, the birth, obviously, of our Lord Jesus. And uh, this last Sunday, we saw the children perform just a really good Christmas program, a nativity Christmas program. Uh, and, and I love this time of year. I love Christmas. But, you know, for a lot of people, this time of year can just be a real bummer. It can be really sad uh, for a lot of different reasons. And the title of this message tonight is Bummer Christmas. That doesn't sound very exciting, but hopefully by the end of it, uh, we're all excited. Um, I, I want to read something tonight that I read a couple of weeks ago, and I thought it was an amazing example of why we, as followers of Christ, should have joy. It's called the Bummer Lamb. I highlighted it in green, so... Probably a bad thing with no light, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it out and read it. But this is what it says. It says, every once in a while, you will give birth to a lamb and reject it. There are many reasons she may do this. If the lamb is returned to the ewe, the mother may even kick the poor animal away. Once the ewe rejects one of her lambs, she will never change her mind. These little lambs will hang their heads so low that it looks like something is wrong with its neck. Their spirit is broken. These lambs are called bummer lambs. Unless the shepherd intervenes, the lamb will die, rejected and alone. So do you know what the shepherd does? He takes the rejected little lamb into his home, hand feeds it, keeps it warm by the fire. He'll wrap it up with blankets and hold it to his chest so the bummer can hear his heartbeat. Once the lamb is strong enough, the shepherd will place it back in the field with the rest of the flock. But that sheep never forgets how the shepherd cared for him. 
when his mother rejected him. When the shepherd calls for the flock, guess who runs to him first? That's right, the bummer. He knows his shepherd's voice. It is not that the bummer lamb is loved more, it just knows intimately the one who loves it. It's not that it is loved more, it just believes that it has experienced that love one-on-one. Many of us, and maybe you here tonight, are bummer lambs. Rejected and broken. But he is the good shepherd. He cares for every need and holds us close to his heart so we can hear his heartbeat. We may be broken, but we are deeply loved by the shepherd. Psalms 23 says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I had never heard of bummer lambs before, so I checked with some of our resident goat farmers to see if what I had read is true, and it absolutely is true. Many people at the hol- this time of year around the holidays around Christmas are bummed. Their heads are hanging low for one reason or another, maybe being abandoned by someone, maybe the death of a loved one, maybe living a life of sin, and they think there's no way that God would love me. What they need is a good shepherd. The good shepherd. Guys, that's what Christmas is all about. That the Father sent His only begotten Son, God in flesh, as I read us earlier in John chapter 1, to live a perfect life, fulfilling the law perfectly, never sinning, and taking our sins on the cross. Now, because of that, We're no longer bummer lambs, alone, dying, separated from God. We have a good shepherd. Through Jesus Christ, our good shepherd, we're brought in. We're comforted. And now we have an intimate knowledge, an intimate love with him, one-on-one. 1 Peter 2.25 does say, For you are straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. When you are a sheep of God, the God of the universe, the only God, and he is your good shepherd, there's really nothing to be bummed about. There's nothing really to be bummed about. The sheep of Jesus follow him. They have an eternal perspective. They're following the shepherd's voice, following the words of the shepherd. We had specials tonight, and I would never dare get up and try to sing a song. Uh, in front of the congregation. I, somebody asked me, asked me all the time, do you get nervous preaching or you do, when you get out in front of people? Not doing this, but if I was to do that, I wouldn't be able to probably do it. I'd be shaking so bad. But I have a favorite song, and I, I think we should sing it more, just my opinion, because it's my favorite song. I'm not going to sing it, but I, I, I want to share with you the lyrics tonight. It's called Footsteps of Jesus. It says, Sweetly, Lord, we have heard thee calling, come follow me. And we see where the footprints falling lead us to thee. 
footprints of Jesus that make the pathway glow. We will follow the steps of Jesus wherever they go. Though they lead through the cold, dark mountains, seeking his sheep, or along by Salalem's fountains, helping the weak. If they lead through the temple holy, preaching the word, or in the homes of the poor and lowly, serving the Lord. Footprints of Jesus that make the pathway glow. We will follow the steps of Jesus where'er they go. Then at last, when on high he sees us, our journey done, we will rest where the steps of Jesus end at his throne. When we hear the shepherd, we follow. We follow. It's a life sent serving him during the good and the bad, through the cold, dark mountains, serving others, sharing the gospel. It's a life of following the shepherd. So I want to close with this question tonight. I told you it wasn't going to take long. I'm going to close with this question. Are you bummed tonight? Are you bummed? Head down, depressed, empty, because you know, maybe nobody else knows, but you know you're dead in your sins. The good shepherd calls. He says, come, follow me. One of my favorite verses in Scripture is this, Matthew 5, 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When we're broken over our sin, guess who calls? The shepherd. When we're broken, he calls. That's when the Holy Spirit works. My prayer tonight is that you know the good shepherd. The good shepherd was born God in flesh. We celebrate his birthday this weekend nothing to really celebrate unless you know him as your shepherd as the good shepherd listen that brings true meaning to Christmas and why we celebrate his birth we're about ready to take communion tonight and it's it's very very important uh, I think that when we take communion we consider something we at Crossbridge we have an open communion which means this you don't have to be a member of our church to take communion with us. We, I know I have brothers and sisters from other congregations here tonight. I welcome you to take communion with us. If you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and have publicly professed Christ as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to take communion with us tonight. And we celebrate the birth of our Savior. If you're not a follower of Christ tonight, I want to read you this warning in Scripture. It's in 1 Corinthians 11, 7, uh, 27 through 30. It says, Whoever eats of the bread or drinks of the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. So here's, here's the thing tonight as we close with communion. If you're a follower of Christ, take communion. If you're not, don't. If you are living in unconfessed, unrepentant sin against God, we're going to have a time where you can bow your head and confess your sins to God. Not to anybody else but Him. And I invite you to take communion if you do that. We have this time. It's also a time that I want us to, to really remember what we're doing tonight. We're taking communion. We're celebrating tonight not only the birth of our Savior, but the life that He lived, the perfect life that He lived. The life that he went to the cross 
And our sins were put on him. My sins, your sins, that he died for. As Beth said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's what we're celebrating tonight. Not only celebrating his birth. We're celebrating the fact that he went to the cross and died for us. And that one day, there's no more sin, no more sadness. Whatever you're going through tonight, if you don't have the good shepherd, I beg and plead with you tonight would be the day. Tonight would be the night that you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for you. So bow your heads as we pray. If you need to confess sin to God, do so now. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for the opportunity again to be here tonight, Lord, to share the truth of who you are. Lord, we celebrate your birth tonight. We worship you in song, and Lord, in, in, in remembering uh, you by taking communion, and just by our worship tonight. Lord, I pray that we are a body of believers that loves you, that hears your voice, and we follow you, Lord. We don't get sidetracked. We follow in the steps that you would have us follow in, in serving you, and being a light in our community, and standing on truth, not anything, not any other truth, but the truth of who you are and the truth of your word. God, I pray that no matter where that takes us through trial, struggle, and joys or in sadness, that we're following you, we're listening to you, and we know you because you're our good shepherd. God, tonight I, I pray that if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, God, that they humble themselves. That's all they have to do is be broken over their sin, humble themselves, realize that they're in need of a Savior, and put their faith, Lord, faith and trust in who you are and what you did on the cross. I pray that tonight would be life-changing for them. Lord, for those that are here, uh, th that are broken because of the holidays, I pray, Lord, that they don't focus on any of the sin and death that this world brings, but they keep their focus on you, the Good Shepherd. And, and keep, have them keep an eternal perspective, God. That one day there's not any more sin. There's not any more death. There's nothing but everlasting peace and joy with you for all eternity. Lord, I love you tonight and I thank you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. I'm going to ask our elders if they would come this evening. As I mentioned, you don't have to be a member to take communion with us tonight. Just that you've publicly professed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Scripture tells us that Jesus met, he gathered with his disciples. And in Matthew chapter 26, 26, 26, that's what it says. It says, as they were eating, Jesus took bread. And after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it, all of, you, all of you, for this is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to pass this out. Uh, we will take it together. But as we pass this out, what we ask you to do is just spend time in quiet reflection by yourself, thanking the Lord for what he did for you on the cross. Thanking him that he was, he was willing to leave heaven and all the, the perfect atmosphere, everything perfect of heaven, and come to our earth and be born, and to go and live a perfect life, being tempted in every way that we are, yet without sin, and die for us. 
Remember that as we take this. And remember, look forward to the day when he comes back. When there's no more brokenness, no more sin. I'm going to ask Alan if you would please bless the bread.
Jesus said, this is my body, which is given for you. Take ye and eat. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it, all of you, for this is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Max, would you please bless the cup? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this night, and as we've heard tonight, that the holy night 2,000 years ago that you came, and you loved this world so much that you gave us the greatest gift of all, your son, with a mission to die on the cross for our sins. Take ye and drink. So this is how we always end tonight. And after every communion, as scripture says, it says they went out rejoicing and singing. And so I want to ask you to stand. We're going to have our worship uh, team come tonight. And they're going to lead us in one final song. At the end, you are dismissed. I want to thank you for coming tonight. If you don't have a church home, we will have services tomorrow at 10 a.m., uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow for worship service. If you have a church home, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And, uh, to go out and fulfill your mission, just like we're trying to do here. So I uh, thank you for joining us tonight as we close uh, in joyous song together.